We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Talking Buffalo, part of the Blue Wire Network. Today is Wednesday. That means it is Buffalo Bills Mock Draft Wednesday. This is our fourth of six. As always for this exercise, I'm joined by my good friend Aaron Quinn from Cover One. Yeah. How you feeling, man? I was just telling you offline, uh, it was school vacation last week here yeah, for my kids. Crazy. So that was a long week. Obviously, you know, we uh, had a little disruption to what we do. And then uh, we went away this weekend to go visit my brother in Connecticut. It was just quick to drive down, drive back. It was a long weekend to How long get all that stuff it? ready. Uh, about six, six and a half Oof. hours from here to Southeast Connecticut uh, region. That's not too bad. We do a like 12, 13 hour drive every single summer. So that's gotten us used to like longer drive. So it's not a terrible drive, but still a long day, long weekend. So I'm a little fuzzy this morning, getting everything together. I still got some stuff to unpack and do. So uh, I'm catching up, like I was telling you, catching up on some Bills news. So, uh, but excited to talk to you. I almost, I, you messaged me last night about the show and I kind of, I, I was so disoriented with forgot this trip that I kind of forgot I was coming <laughs> on today. So I apologize, my man. Well, I, you know, I appreciate you. I always do. And you talked about last week, yeah, the kids on vacation. I know it was extra nutty for you. And we did a podcast last Tuesday night at like 1030 at night, which is late yeah. for both of us, past especially you with the kids. It was definitely past your bedtime. So I always appreciate you. Yeah, man. You know, six hours is um, it's not the longest drive. But what I've learned is the less time you go somewhere, the longer the drive seems like a six hour drive to go somewhere for five, six days. That's nothing. But when you're going six hours each way just to go somewhere for two to three days. Yeah, it was quick two days. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it goes quick. And then the, the ride Sorry. feels a little bit longer. Anyway, you're man. Wrong. You're not wrong, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. So we're going to jump into uh, this mock draft pretty much right away. And a couple notes. So we've been using, for people who are, have been following along, again, this is our fourth of six mock drafts. The first two, we didn't even attempt to do any trades last week. I wanted to do trades and we used the uh, pro football focus NFL mm -hmm. mock draft simulator. I learned that when you pause it to, to try to make a trade with somebody, no matter what you do, you cannot pull the, the list of available players up. And last week I thought I was just being an idiot and I couldn't figure <laughs> it out, but it turns out that it's just, uh, I don't know, I guess it's just a flaw of the uh, PFF model. So yep. I don't want to use that one. And I've been messing around a little bit with. Uh, you really want this trade to happen. We're going to get a trade in here. No, well, you know what? Maybe. You want, want the ability I, I, to do it. I want the realistic possibility of doing one. So 
we're going to use the uh if you're watching us on the video side you'll see it if you're listening on the audio side you won't see it and we'll do our best to describe everything going on here and i say this all the time typically i, I actually prefer when people listen to the audio version of the podcast but when we do these mock drafts visually it's definitely better to uh catch it on the youtube side so if you get a chance make sure you catch us on youtube any episode featuring me might be better visually. <laughs> than audio. Nah, it's just mostly because I have a bad. I'm not even that good looking of a guy, but I don't have the voice for audio. So I apologize <laughs> for audio only. Um, and on on the PFN model that we're going to use today, there's a couple pop ups that come up. I mean, none of these are perfect, but I just I have found that it's a little bit easier to just click off those, and uh, right. this gives us what we want. We'll be able to pause it and look at available players. And then the other thing I wanted to do before we get going, and like I said, we're going to get going in just a minute. I want to pull it up here on the screen for the YouTube side, and I'll, and I'll read this on the audio. A lot of people talk about all the time, all right, well, the Bills should move up to here, or the Bills should move down to here. And they have no idea of what value you can expect. Like if you move up a certain amount of spots, what you would have to give up, or if you move down, what you think you would pick up. I went by the Rich Hill draft value chart. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know who Rich Hill is. But I do know that this is the more modern draft value chart. The old one is more outdated. Uh, Joe Biscalia from uh, The Athletic uses this one all the time as well. So let me pull it up on the screen. And we're going to try to figure out, and I'll read these off again for people who are, are listening to the show today. Move up options per the chart value. Again, this is the Rich Hill chart value. And if the Bills were to give up, let's just say they're not going to give up their first rounder next year, Aaron. I mean, that. That's just not something Brandon Bean would do. So giving up your first rounder could get you in that top 10 to 15 range. I just want to throw that out there. But if the Bills wanted to really gamble and they were willing to give up their first and their second, which is the 59th overall, I have in parentheses 275. That represents how many value points they have on the chart for that. So their first and second can move them from 27 up to about 19, which is a pick that Tampa Bay owns. And I also want to throw it out there, Aaron, too, that you know, this is no proven scientific formula. You know what I mean? This is generally what the trap or the value represents. So if they give up their first and their second, realistically, you can expect to get up to about 19, move up about eight spots. If you were to give up your first and your third, that'll get you from 27 to 21 or maybe 22 where the Ravens pick. You want to give up your first and your fourth, that'll move you up from 27 to about 24. And that feels like if the right player is there, maybe giving up your first and your fourth could be worth it. Um, if you want to move past the first round, if you're getting into the second round, you want to move up from 59, your second and your third. And let's not forget now, the Bills are likely to have two third rounders next year. So you might see a scenario where they use their second round pick this year and their third next year. But anyway, a second and a third will get you from 59 up to about 44 Atlanta picks there. So you're talking about 15 spots. Your second and your fourth move you up about seven spots from 59 to 52. Seattle holds that spot. Your second and your fifth will get you up from 59 to 53 where Chicago picks, which is about six spots. And if you get into the third round, you want to move up from 91. If you were to give up your third and your fourth, that'll get you up about 15 spots from 91 to 76. Uh, a couple other things. According to the trade value chart, if you were to move down from 27 and you want to go down maybe to the very end of the first round, that'll only get you about a early to mid fourth round pick according to the value chart. Or if you're to move down from 27 to around like 35, 
that'll get you picked somewhere in uh, the third round. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there when we go through this. You know, you're not going to move up from 27 to, to 16 and only have to give up a third rounder. You know what I'm saying? So let's we're going to be uh, relatively realistic. You know what I'm saying? Does that, anything stand out for you? Like when you, before you even get into any players of the mock itself, like something that seems like really pricey to get up, to move up. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at this before the draft. I'll pull it up one more time. Like say you want, you're thinking about moving up. Like giving up your first and your second, I'm almost positive that's something you're not willing to do, right? Unless it's yeah. like the perfect player. Yeah, I mean, I don't really start getting interested here until that like move 27 to 24, right? Right. Yeah, I, I, um, I kind of. Agree and again, that's got to be the right guy still. Yeah. Uh, my trade up scenarios. I mean, my preferred is trade back, right? Um, mm-hmm. Depending on how this first round falls out for you, uh, I really again looking at how Brandon Bean has built this team throughout the off season, the he has limited and patched some holes and raised some floors of concerns for me, but it's not a job that's undone. There's probably the two biggest positions, at least for me. I know a lot of people are on that wide receiver train, uh, especially early, but the two biggest holes or spots that I'd like to see uh, patched here uh, over the draft would be linebacker and right tackle. Um, mm-hmm. Those are my over priorities for me over wide receiver. So, but the the value is interesting at these positions of who's going to be there in that first round. Um, how much of a reach is it going to be? Is there anyone willing to trade back where you can still land that player? I think these are that's where really the most I'm looking forward to seeing how the Bills can approach the draft of can they get a Jack Campbell, but not with a reach, but still at a good value. And that to me would be obviously a trade back or that trade up scenario. You're looking at this trade chart trading up in that first round, but it's a very dangerous game of. You know, there's some linebacker needy teams. If that's your one target and you're looking to whether it's a trade back and you're doing it a little on the early side mm-hmm. to trade back for a guy, you're running the risk of a bunch of linebacker needy teams. Um, or if it's waiting to trade up, I think that there's going to be a lot of teams that may be willing to not let you move up and take that player. Um, so it's an interesting value of the positions that I believe they need and the way they've structured this offseason to fill a bunch of holes. Uh, but Brandon Bean being surprising me all the time. We'll stay here and talk about this for the next three weeks about all these needs and he'll come out and draft an edge, right? Like uh, he's going to do what he wants and uh, however that board falls and we'll buy into it. But for right now, I, I do see those as the biggest needs. And at least through the simulators I'm running, I'm interested. I haven't done this PFN one, so I'm interested to see how their charts work out. But the values of tackles and linebackers at that 27 spot is really weird this year. Yeah, a um, couple quick things. And, and then we're going to fly into this. The Bills have hosted some wide receivers. And mm-hmm. kind of that to me is and top end ones. Addison is here or he's coming in. Uh, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. I think they hosted him either over the weekend or he he is coming in. Um defensive tackle's been a position where I saw I don't remember the names, I don't have it in front of me, but they've been hosting like four or five defensive tackles have been in here. I if there's one thing I want to say before we get going with this draft. <sighs> I could live without a defensive tackle this year. I know it's going to be a big priority, probably their number one priority in 2024. Let's worry about 2024 and 2024. All I'm saying is don't use a first or a second round pick on a defensive tackle unless that guy's going to play significant minutes and snaps. I said minutes like it's hockey. Snaps right away. What? I just, I don't want no developmental guys early in this draft this year. What if you miss on linebacker? Mm hmm. Or you don't 
again, this is where I come back to at least my view of this draft. I'm sure I'm going to be wrong in three or four years. For the Bills situation that they're in, it's a Super Bowl window. You have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some moving parts on this defense. I think Jack, to me, it only makes sense that Jack Campbell comes in and is your linebacker that can play this year. There's some other projects, but to your point, that this is a developmental project that you're kind of hoping takes the reins sort of maybe earlier than even Milano did in that rookie year, but you're going to have some growing pain. So again, that, that value is tough for me. So it, I look at this interior defensive line and think, okay, what if we miss on linebacker or what if it is a developmental player, maybe one of these undersized linebackers that we're going to try to convert into a middle linebacker. It sort of is the same idea that what we had with uh, the success for Tremaine Edmonds last year and the success for Matt Milano last year of getting these bigger guys in front of him. We saw what this defense looked like when Daquan Jones went out for that playoff game. Like it was a huge steep drop off. We haven't seen, even though Jordan Phillips has come back, we haven't seen him be able to put together full seasons in the last few years, right? He's had a string of injuries. I'm not going to say he's injury prone, but I'm not going to bank on him being able to complete a right. season and be that guy. So I do think you need an influx of talent if you are missing out on the high-end talent of this linebacker class, and you're going to roll into the season with Terrell Dotson and with uh, Bernard and maybe Baden Sprecht are all competing for this position, the way you make it maybe easier and are able to hide some of their deficiencies would be to get bigger and better up front ahead of them. Um, so just a philosophy, like if, if we miss on linebacker, would you feel better if we got a big body to rotate with Daquan Jones or to be there if he's hurt? If you take a defensive tackle, let's just say they take one in rounds one or two. I, you're, I feel like you're probably saying goodbye to Tim Settle, which I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be all. He's not a sacred cow. But I sure. mean, they have their, their top four as of today, their top four defensive tackles for 2023 are in place. They're running it back as of now, anyway, at that position. But again, going by pre draft visits right now, and you only get 30 of them, the fact that they've had at least four defensive tackles in tells me that that is not a position that they are completely content with. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But you got Ed Oliver, you got Jordan Phillips, and you got Daquan Jones. Those are your first three for sure. And uh, taking a defensive tackle early, you're, you're likely Tim Settle, you know, his, his job would be in jeopardy. And again, based on how we played last year, that's not a, that big of a deal. So, Yeah, I'm trying to look up what his um, dead money. Tim Settle would be some... I don't think it's a good... Yeah, I don't. Uh, is it a good cap season? Dead, dead um, You'd have five million a dead cap, which I don't think yeah. they want. But there's more practice squad spots. There's there's ways maybe you could work him into a trade. There's ways to get around some sure. of that. I don't know. My the other thing is there's a still a likelihood that Ed Oliver. What I like Ed Oliver as a player. I want him here over the next year. There is he is a valuable asset to some other teams that they. Oh, I agree. To move some picks. I agree. I'm just in the mindset right now that I'm not downplaying the significance of defensive tackle, especially sure. after this year. It arguably could be priority number one next year. Right now, I want a guy, who, Jack Campbell, who could come in and hopefully start right away, or I'm just a weapon right know. away, or a right tackle right away who's going to play. I got a couple players that we haven't drafted yet that I'm targeting. One of them is going to be an interior defensive lineman. He's, you got to get him here in the second round. Um, and so I will advocate for him. And so we can have this argument then. Maybe well, you're the that. GM. So, I mean, this we'll is see. You're, hey, I the value day, your you're opinion, the one Pat. The trigger. <laughs> Patrick, I value you. All right, let's get going here. Uh, let me pull up the right thing here. I'm drinking this coffee so fast too. I usually, <laughs> I usually got like a little bit more at this point in the episode. 
All right, let's see here. So, all right, so we're ready to draft. And again, this this moves a little bit slower. I like the features of the PFF one better than this one. However, like I said, you you can't see the players, and that matters. Right. So the draft is going to start. It's going at a pretty normal speed. Um, again, if you're watching it on video, you can see it. Audio, I'll try to highlight a few things. I'm going to stop this right away at pick 19 when Tampa's on the clock. Because, again, the Bills giving up a first and a second could be the, the realistic ceiling of where they would go. In fact, I just went two pick earlier. But anyway, no, we're going to go through. I don't want anybody there. We're going to go through the first, like, uh, again, 19 picks. I don't really don't care about the top of the draft because we already know all those players. Players that the Bills could potentially have an interest, like starting at, like, maybe pick 13. Um, JSN from Ohio State, he went pick 12 yeah. to the Houston Texans. Uh, Bajan Robinson. That's a little rich, but. Bajan Robinson goes 10 to Philly. That's pretty That's high. But man, he's, he's big Philly would be fun for him. Jordan Addison. To the Detroit Lions, man, what a what a scoop that would be, by the way, for the Lions if they were to land him at pick uh, 18. A lot of people I've talked to are pretty high on him. So anyway, this you're looking in territory right now where it would cost you a first and a second to move up. You want to go up to 20 right now with Seattle, and uh, it's going to cost you a first and it's going to cost you a second. You look at the big board right now, the best receiver on the board, Quinton Johnson, is available. Um, Lucas Van Ness, a really good edge rusher from Iowa. Can you imagine Bills Mafia if the Bills were to trade a first and a second and move up for an edge guy? I think a lot of people would probably lose their minds. I'd be livid, Pat. You know me. I'm pretty yeah. level-headed. But. Now, and again, this big board, by the way, so we're going to have to adjust a little bit here because their big board rankings are, are different. Sure. Um, I have all the, the consensus pulled up, by the way, um, which takes it's the NFL mock draft database where they take like the top mocks and roll a consensus of where I, everybody yeah. picks. So um, if you ever want to know that, I've got that up on another tab here. OK, well, let's say I messed around with that one, too. But again, it came down to looking at available players when it comes time to potentially make a trade. Right. You mentioned offensive tackle here at the beginning. Now, I want to bring up Darnell White from a uh, right from uh, Tennessee. Sure. I've heard some people talk him up, and I seen on Mel Kuyper's mock draft on Tuesday morning. We are putting this out, or we're taping this anyway, I should say, on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. He actually went ninth overall, I think, to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a guy that's going in the top 10 of some mocks now, including, again, like I said, Mel Kuyper's. Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee, a burner is there on the board. But again, and I do think uh, Wright is going to go higher than mock world has him. Um, yeah. But that would be a guy that I'd consider doing a trade up for. He'd be one of them. Not here. I think right. he's rated it for them as their 29th. I think if you, that 24th range or what was that pick uh, value chart? Was it together? 24? If uh, let me look here to move up, it would cost you a first and a fourth to move up to 24. So let's do that. There, there's nobody here that we're going to. Uh, we're not giving up. Let's go look at what's going to be there at 24. Yeah, let's Maybe. let's go to 24 now. So. All right, so we'd be on the clock there. right now. Yeah. Jalen Hyatt is the one guy he he would be going I wouldn't trade up for him. Nope. So he goes Not to Baltimore, me. by the way, at 22. Um, all right, so Jacksonville's on the clock here at 24. Okay. And by the way, there's no guarantee. This is the model. If I propose a trade on this machine. Sure, they might not take it. They might say hell no. But just so we know that right. the correct value to offer would be a. Uh, Smith would be fun. A, a fourth round pick. At this point, we should be able to get a fourth round pick or give up, I should say, a first and a fourth to be able to move up. You look at this list. Is there anybody out? 
Lucas Van Ness still out there. Quentin Johnson sure. still out there. Not, not um, that big. Um, Darnell Wright still out Nolan there. Smith the is ends. fun in like football philosophy. My idea of like fun positionless football. Um, you could really like move him around as a piece. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I don't think I think there's too much. Trent Simpson's here. Um, if you were really high, I'm not this high on him. I don't ha- wouldn't have him as that 31st. Zay Flowers. So here's my uh, dilemma. Here, right mm-hmm. so even you can scroll up a little bit darnell right uh valuable to trade up for in my opinion with that first and the fourth and make that attempt anton harrison although is right there and we're mm-hmm. what four picks away we yeah we're we three here. yeah we still got three uh, jacksonville the giants and dallas will we'll pick before us if we don't make a trade here yeah yep. so three picks away um and so then you look at all right so say right goes off the board with this group you have five players ahead of him Maybe he'll be there for us. Maybe he won't, but maybe Harrison's going to be here for us. Scroll down. I'd, I'd be happy to walk away with Zay Flowers. Um, Dewan Jones, I like a little bit. BJ Oljolari, Josh Downs, your boy what Darnell about- Washington. I don't know if I want him in the first round, but I, I think we could ride this out and not move that asset yet. Okay. And also, if you were to like Edge, I mean, again, I don't know the mock and how they're, what their consensus is, but. Lucas Van Ness and Nolan Smith both being there at 24 is, uh, I mean, if you do like Edge, those are two pretty big names right now that I'm surprised to see here. So, uh, sure, we're gonna let it, we're gonna ride it out first round. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think there's anyone worth moving. Well, there are people worth moving up for, but we're not. There's going some value to here, but I don't know that I want to. Right, I think there's value to stay. Okay, so. 24, 25. All right. So the bills are going to be on the clock now. Look at that. Now we got first of all, Michael. Order. All right. Michael Meyer goes off the board. Um, Brian Breesey, the defensive tackle, goes to the Raiders. And then Quentin Johnson, a guy who I'm sure plenty of Bills fans wouldn't mind having. He goes one pick off the board to the Dallas Cowboys right in front of the Bills. All right. So there's trade offers for us to move down on the Indianapolis Colts. They're offering pick 35 and a second next year for 27 and 205 this year. So you're moving out in eight spots, picking up a second round draft value wise. This is actually a good deal for the bills, but <laughs> Aaron, if we're doing mock drafts, do we really want to give up good stuff this year to move down and get good stuff next year? We'll who see what the other if, offers. Who knows if you and I are going to be podcasting in a year, huh? Right. True. Real talk. I might get canceled before then. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's see what other offers. Can you go back to offers? It looks like you can go back and forth. Um, yeah. If you hit that, next. Yep. Um, so 27, there's also we can move down 12 spots and get a, a Carolina second round next year. That's not as good as the indie pick no. or, or offer. So we're definitely not accepting that. And then, here, well, here we go. Well, you're moving down two spots just to pick up pick 257, which is a seventh rounder. Yeah. So. That's not happening either. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, no. That indie one, like you said, for the future, real interesting. Getting that second, and I still think you walk away with a good player. And what were that? That would put us at thirty-five, and then what? Forty? Where are we at? Well, thirty-five and fifty-nine. Fifty-five and fifty-nine. Thirty-five and fifty-nine. You could probably still get Jack Campbell at thirty-five. Mm-hmm. And keep your second rounder. And you pick it up. Yeah, you're lo- and you're looking at a scenario where again, if we're the real Brandon Bean, and I don't here, care about pick two hundred five either. They can have that shit. Right. Well, if you're Brandon Bean, you're the real Brandon Bean. You're thinking in your mind. All right, so we're moved on eight spots. Is there anyone here that you love at twenty-seven? And 
if you're the real Brandon Bean. Now you're looking at a 2024 where you're already up to now you're going to have two seconds and two thirds because they're going to get a third round comp pick for Tremaine. And you might be losing Gabe Davis and Ed Oliver and yeah, Micah Hyde. He'll be another one. I kind of, I kind of, I hate to say, plus Indy, there's a good chance that Indy's not going to be a great team. So this is a mock. Let's take this trade back and see what happens. Screw it. And we'll have to explain to people on the internet that we got a future pick and we didn't get to put, it doesn't show up on the graphic real pretty. But right. It, well, it will show up, I believe on the end. I think it will anyway. So if you'll hate it. I'm just going to this you. down. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I write this down. Let me get a pick. Oh, uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. This is funny because in real time, I'm actually taking a uh, just screenshot it. Control. Uh, I'm shift. scared to hit. I'm scared to hit buttons. Here, I just screenshotted it for you. All right. It All right. So we're gonna accept this trade. Is that what we're doing then? Yeah. Why not? All right. We're gonna accept this trade. All right. So for people on the audio side, the Bills the have first. just traded back. We went from you stayed up all to... night for that, all night on draft night, just for us to move back. <laughs> I agree. But shit happens. All right, so the Bills go from 27 down to 35, and they get also give up pick 205, and the Bills yeah. are getting the 2024 Indianapolis Colts. And we're about to have a fun round day pick. two. All right, so, so I'd gonna, be excited for day two of this draft. Let's see who we lose. Yeah. Let's see who sure. we lose. Yeah, all that uh, makes Lucas sense. Lucas Van Ness, Zay Flowers is gone. Um, Antoine Harrison to tackle. We're not going to trade down again, especially not with that ugly ass. Uh, that's not no. even something to consider. Well, this, dude. actually we, moved down six all right, so here's the trade off. Darn all right. Maybe I blew this off too quick. So the Bills have gotten an offer from the Tennessee Titans, who are now the Bills are on the clock at 35. And we could have three fourth round or three third round picks. Yeah. So Tennessee's offering their 41st, which is six picks down for the Bills, and their third round, but it's next but year. We also need I, to keep somewhat real. Like a double yeah. trade down would be agreed. Plus, on top of that, the linebacker that we both want. Is available, so I really I don't. Know, well, here now we got a problem though, so let's get out of this. All right, we're Reject rejecting this. Let's that. Not take so, this. Now, let the me. Linebacker uh, we want is available, but let's see where he lands on this board. And this is what I hate about mocks, right? Because we're gonna play the board a little bit here. Because I don't know, right? It's all or yeah, I want right. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to point out that Zay Flowers went twenty nine to the Saints. Anton Harrison, the tackle, went thirty first to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Um. So let's see where he is on the board, the big board right now. Drew Sanders is 43rd and Jack Campbell is 47th. Could we I don't know try that. to um could we try to do some shenanigans where we get right here and then move up? We could try. We certainly could. Keep it Let me on if the board. now but now let me pull back up. Let's just say we want to get to 44 cuz we're at 50 uh 59 right now all right so we're at pick 35 if we go up to 44 that would cost us a second and a third we could try giving our second this year and our third next year to uh to do that uh it's tough though because there's no guarantee you know i say i mess around with this mock you're kind of flirting with danger right now if you don't take if you want jack campbell you don't take him now he might go off the board in the next couple picks before we get a chance to realistically trade up or the team we try to trade up with might say no. Could happen. I'm taking Darnell Wright. All right, you want Darnell White. The, right. The, the yeah, offensive I, tackle. Dude, this is too good of a value for me at 35. I think, he's a, I think he's a player in the teens. Completely um, agree. And this lines up with my full football philosophy right now of protect Josh Allen. 
Yeah. I don't believe in Spencer Brown. If he works out, that's fantastic. I want insurance. Um, so at the worst case scenario, this is insurance. At the best case scenario, you're replacing Spencer Brown for a better I, player. I think he would be the odds on favorite to start almost maybe not week one, but certainly some at some point his rookie year. So we're gonna take Darnell Wright offensive tackle for Tennessee. That's officially our first pick. Bills like him. He Brandon Bean. I got multiple reports from people telling me Brandon Bean was all over him uh at the senior bowl. So let's look. I paused the draft at pick 40. Um, the next five picks came down. Jack Campbell was not one of them. Ozzie Smith, I love him. Again, we're going to second and third. We're, let's let's try to get through three more picks. Okay. After, yep. we'll, at 44, we'll come back here. So 41. Oh, there, there goes gone. Jack Campbell. Jets. Jack Campbell's gone, and he goes to the New York Jets at pick 42. Dewan Jones before that to the Tennessee Titans. All right, so we are at pick 44. How do you feel about True Sanders? Is he worth it to you to try to move up no. from you? It would cost you a second and a third to even attempt it. Or do you now at this point, do we let it play out? We have no. already made a trade, so we don't have to, we don't have to make any. No. And here's my, again, my thing on linebacker is I would like one. I think it's the biggest hole that has not been fixed, but I also have a belief that that can also be okay, right? Every team's going to have a hole that just, you don't think it lives up to what mm -hmm. it can be. And uh, I believe in Sean McDermott's defense. I believe in this defensive philosophy. I believe in some of the players they have. I think you can hide some weaknesses. It's going to be a fr If they don't address it in the draft, it will be a frustrating thing this next year, but it's still a really like every team's got one. So if we miss out, I can live with this and try to find other ways to make it happen. I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to do anything crazy i think the rest of these guys are too big of projects anyway for the impact that you would have this year's oh tyler boyd bro they're giving us tyler boyd to move up one pick but we got to give up our fourth we didn't get a receiver in the first round who's on the can we look at who's on the board and keep this offer is there a way to um trade offer yeah it's still ringing so here let's look all right let's see who's on the board Go scroll down Cody Mock is a guy, by the way, we took in the second round in our mock last week. They list him at tackle, but realistically, he's a guard. So just so I have a big time crush on Benton, Keanu Benton. Scroll up a little bit. I think he, oh, right there. Yep. Keanu Benton, Wisconsin. That might be the only guy right here that would I be wondering about. And they're just trying to move back. We could still draft him, right? Then we're just moving back. What's the yeah, offer? We're moving back one spot. Just the, one so spot? The, the offer is. Cincinnati wants to move up one spot. They must really want somebody. However, it is also is this we realistic? This is this even realistic? Well, it is because basically Boyd's on the final year of a up. deal, and that's a lot of money for Higgins, Boyd, and your. Here's uh, what you got to ask yourself: Forget about the one pick. You got to ask yourself: Is Tyler Boyd worth a fourth round pick? Because yes. pick one thirty, the Bills lose pick one thirty. Yes, because I yes tend to agree with you for so this now, year, and yeah. we know they're looking. Why not? Yeah, actually, I love Tyler Boyd. I don't think he's actually going to be tradable. Also, I think they know they're in a Super Bowl run, so uh, I think they'd be silly to move on from him unless they well, are. I doing, mean, if, doing, if they if they need this, I don't know what they've drafted here. Maybe they drafted a receiver round one or two. Yeah, two, or, and unless they need the re, they I'm sure Higgins is a priority, so they're going to give Higgins big money, and they obviously already got Jamar. There's probably no money there to be found Whatever. for Tyler Boyd. So. This is our fantasy. This is our. It is. This is our fun. Are we accept we're accepting this trade. this trade. Yeah. All right. So again, let what me was the other it. offer though. Um, oh, there is another offer. 
Cleveland would want to move up from Man, 74 to 59 on, and give up a third rounder. So the Bills would actually have almost like back-to-back picks in the third round if they did that. But then you lose your second. I don't agree with that. Let's take this uh, one. All right, so we're going to take this trade. We're going to accept it. Cincinnati picks now in front of us. They took DJ Turner. So now I have no All interest right. in any yeah. any of these other ones. All right, so you, your boy's there too. Yeah, so this works out. It. So you get Tyler Boyd, and we're definitely going to take the defensive tackle. Uh, where the hell is he? Let's right there. Back. You just called him uh, 68, I think. 68. Keanu Benin, a defensive tackle from yep. Wisconsin. He yes. is our second round pick. What a draft. And we'll keep going. All right. So, so far, we've taken an offensive tackle that some people have in the top 10. Mel Kuyper has him in the ninth overall. We traded down to get him. And then we gave up. But now we don't have a fourth round pick. So, let's make sure we throw that That's out okay. there. That's so, there's going to be a big pause here once we, uh, Make this next pick because again the Bills do not have a fourth now. Could make Bergeron really fallen in this mock. I you know it's There's funny ninety two. If you're watching this on the YouTube side, let me pull this up. I actually had him because I don't know how this draft was going to play out. I actually had sure. him on our cover because I think Matthew Bergeron at pick twenty seven for the Bills is realistic if mm-hmm. he's on the board and Darnell Wright's gone. Because I agree with you, man. I think right tackle is a position that the Bills can definitely address. All right, so here we go. Pittsburgh, the Bills are on the clock here in 91, round three. Pittsburgh wants to move up from 120. So you're talking about moving down 30 spots to get a third next year. Hell no. Nope. Not doing that. Kansas no, City. I'm not doing anything with Kansas City. No, nah, I'm not doing it. It's an automatic reject. All right, so here we're here in the third round. All right, we've added Tyler Boyd to the receiver room. We've mm-hmm. added a defensive tackle, and we've added a right tackle. Yo, Just I'm pretty disappointed right now. Up. Because my target, I got to get him in one of our drafts. Zach Kuntz is off the board. Tight end, Old Dominion at 85 to the Seahawks, which is going to be good for Geno Smith there. Uh, 86. Bergeron goes 86, by the way, to Baltimore. I forgot to look up here if there's anyone really noteworthy that we've been Uh, tracking. Nobody else. I'm losing sleep. Where did did Sanders end up going? Where did Sanders end up going? I don't even know. Is he on... He's not on the board. I uh, might have gone right there. Oh, he went to Washington at 47. Congratulations. All right. Um, All right. Let's so the see field. here. Is that overall? If you want to look at tight end, Sam Laporte is a guy that's out there. Um, yep. I've, I've seen good things about him. Mm-hmm. Athletic guy. I love Shoemaker, um, though, too. They've got, oh, we've, and we've taken him twice, man. I like him. He's too. older. People pointed that out to me all the time. He's older, but I still think if you could get his whole rookie deal out of him while you're in the Super Bowl window and run some 12 personnel, who cares how old he is? Yeah. But, um, now, I know linebacker sounds like the logical thing, but we've talked about this before. Once you get to this portion of the draft, if you don't get your guy early, I don't know that anybody here is more than a long term developmental guy. And so you got long term developmental guys, there's young guys with Bernard and Spectre. So, I don't know that I want a linebacker at this. I point. do think um, Henley's interesting here. I don't love him earlier than this personally, and I think some people do. But mm-hmm. um, again, like yes, I agree with you. It is a long-term developmental guy, and I do think Bernard is a very good athlete. I think this is a different type of athlete, maybe, in that you w- you could see a swing on it. Henry two hundred two zero is just a really good football player too, uh, and so I could see Sean McDermott like fall in love and trying to get a guy like that on his team too. So I'm not out on either one of those guys here. Um, just to keep it in mind, I think Henley would be a, a very good value here at least, but who, what's the all available right now? Tank Henley's Bates, there. he's a running, but Jordan battle. He, he, the bills, he visited with the bills. 
safety mm-hmm. from Alabama. So he was just there, safety I is still even. Yeah, even though you got Jordan Poirier back and you got Rap, um, there's still some question about the future of that position. So mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't be bad getting a guy in. Uh, let's keep looking down a little here. To to uh, Jaden Reed is a pretty good value back here too, but we just traded for Tyler Boyd. So yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Mingo, again, another wide receiver, would be a good value if we didn't just make an investment there. So let's scroll up. Let's go with... I like either I like either the safety or I like one of the two tight ends, whether it's yeah. Florida or uh, the, the Michigan kid. Uh, and then where are we picking after this? We don't pick again. We don't, we don't have a fourth-round pick anymore, so our next pick is not... We're not picking again until pick 137 in the fifth round. Now we could try to move up somewhere in the fourth. And let's do know. Jordan Battle. Let's do Jordan Battle. All right, so we're going to take a safety from Alabama. That's going to be our third round pick. While this is, uh, while the mock is simulating right now, I'm going to take a real quick break and be right back, and we'll be back. The bill's going to be on the clock, but not to the fifth round, unless we trade up. Be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, I'm back here with Aaron Quinzo. Again, right now we're in round four. The Bills are not expected to pick again until pick uh, 137. Now, we're at about 122 here, and the Chiefs, our our rival Chiefs are on the clock. If we were to move up, all right, let's just say, is there anyone on this board? In fact, let's just pause it because we got 15 picks to go here. We're in round five. No, we're in round four right now. 
Um, is there anybody out there looking at the very top of the best available that really? For some reason, I can't see the board on my. Oh, screen. I know why you can't because I. There we go. All right. Board. I was wondering if it was just my screen was frozen. <laughs> no, or... it's me. It's me. all right. All right. To move up for here? No. Nah, I agree as well. So we're just gonna I we're gonna honestly, let. Honestly, this is like a for me in this draft. Go ahead and hit play. Uh, this is like a dead zone for me in a lot of my mocks. I'm sure there's really talented players here. Um, KJ Henry's not bad. There's some players that, but nothing that I'm. I feel like we got to leave the draft with right that I'm seeing. Agreed. All right. So the bills are about to be on the clock again right now. And the bills are on the clock. We are here early in round five. The bills have picked 137, which is yeah, the no one even wants overall in round five. We're only scheduled to have two more picks right now. So, and I kind of feel like that's what we're going to do. I feel so like we've just, had a successful draft to this yeah. point. So. so we're picking right. now and then we pick in the sixth round 205, which will be our last pick. So we're going to have mm-hmm. a good 70 something picks after this one. I think Jamie Robinson would be a great value here, but although we took a safety. Yeah, we t- uh, took a great. safety. Is it surprising a little bit that the the Bills are still locked in on, on meeting and visiting with safeties? I know right. Hyde and Poyer are not going to be long for this team. Right. They did sign Rap. Um, but that's a one year deal, assuming you're going to try to re sign him. But you don't know. That could play out in a way that doesn't work for bringing him back. I think uh, DeMar Hamlin is still a big question mark about the future like you would like to hope that he can make the recovery he wants to and play to the uh way but i don't think you can plan on that if you're the bills um look who's still on the board our third round pick in our last couple mocks luke shoemaker is, is it on might the board. be man he honestly he might where's our next pick by the way We're we picked, we, our, it'll be our last pick that'll be after this and it's pick 205 in the sixth okay. round so after this we're talking 60 65 66 picks so this is for me between um, Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane. I love his game. I think Bills fans will fall in love with him. Uh, and he's just going to, I think he's going to be a good NFL running back. I do like Roshan Johnson, but not here. Um, go back to all for a sec. Sorry. Um, scroll down. Tajay Spears, uh, obviously Luke Schoenmacher, the maker, the, Tight end from Michigan would be one here. And then Andrew Voorhees is still on the board at 152, which I don't think is real. I think some team's going to pull that uh, redshirt injury year here. For, for people who don't know about him, he tore his ACL, correct? He, he's yes, the guy the who probably would have been a late first, early second round pick this year had he not suffered the injury. So if you draft him, he's it's not going to be playing this year. Here, he's and he's a good probably, prospect. And he might not even be a full recovery by training camp of next year, right? Like Mm -hmm. where it will be a full year removed by the combine. And then as we know with ACL injuries, that could take another full year of development. So this is a, this could be a patient waiting game, but you're in the fifth round. Right. Right. Like, and if you, if he does come back, I think he even um, not a hundred percent recovered from that injury would be a, at least competition to start at offensive guard in 2024 2025 so i don't think it'll be here but man i'd have a tough time in round five passing up on grabbing this future asset agree you want to take him yeah let's take him he's still here it's not my fault the board fell this way andrew Voorhees again this board feels we'll find out after the draft we're all different different. how can we say this is so off how do we know when the draft hasn't happened yet here so i'll tell you for the consensus let's see where he ends up go ahead and pick him and i'll tell you i'm gonna pick him at 150 or he was the 152 prospect we picked him at 137 so the bills draft andrew Voorhees, an offensive guard for usc 
135 is his average position. And we took him at 137. So actually, that doesn't sound bad. All right, so we still got some time right now while this is um, going. For people listening, one segment we're going to start doing, and by the way, once these mock drafts are over, you and I were doing this segment every week called Finish the Sentence, which I thought was a lot of fun, a lot of Wait, when these are over, I still got to talk to you? Yeah, you're still going to have to talk Uh, to me, man. In fact, you're going to have to talk to me more because this is easy. This is sports. This is football. You can do this shit in your sleep. You might have to actually do some thinking. Speaking of, got a hot music take for the week? Right now? Yeah. Uh, I got one for you. Okay, yeah. Give me yours. I don't know how much you like him. He's old, man. But Christopher Cross, to me, is one of the more underappreciated soft pop artists that I've ever heard in my life. And it bothers me. My son never even had heard of him. Although... Everybody knows the song Sailing. Well, I shouldn't say everybody, yes. but most people do. Dude, this guy won five. You want to talk about one of the all-time music achievements? 1981, Christopher Cross won five Grammys. He pretty much swept the Grammys. He's the first musician ever to win Best Album, Best Record, and Best Song all in the same year, as well as Best New Artist. So his first year really in music was one of the best music years ever. Sailing, um, author's theme, never be the same, ride like the wind, think of Laura. Dude had an amazing run. And uh, I don't know, we talk about pop music all the time. And again, you're talking early 80s, so I get why, you know, 40 some years old, a lot of people have never heard of him, but sure. he is one of my favorite and, and most underappreciated uh, pop artists of all time, Christopher Cross. That's... Uh... Honestly, the only one I know is Sailing. Mm-hmm. And I think NSYNC did it better than uh, him. I don't know what the yeah. hell happened here. Did we not get a pick? You know what? Did we trade it? You know what? We did we, trade it. You know, it. we did trade it. That's right. It was part we, of that Boyd We deal, did trade. It? So, yeah. So, here, here, here is our mock. Look at us. I love this mock, by Easy the way. work, man. Well, and also, and this Jordan is Battle, the question mark now that we don't have a lot of picks. I don't know if I would have done that pick again, but I like everything else here. Well, let, let me read these here. So we only, only ended up drafting four people. However, and I'll get to the other stuff in a second. Our first pick was pick 35 in round two after a trade down from 27. And we somehow got Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee. Then we moved down one spot in round two from 59 to 60. And we drafted our defensive tackle, Keanu Brennan from Wisconsin. More on what else we got in a minute. In the third round, we drafted Jordan Battle, um, safety from Alabama, who the Bills definitely have interest in because he has visited with the Bills. He's been one of the 30 visits that the Bills are allowed. So there's definitely interest there. And then early in the fifth round, uh, the Bills take a flyer, so to speak, a redshirt guy, Andrew Voorhees, a talented guard from USC who injured his uh his kid or his ACL. Yeah. Anyway, so the other two things, again, not shown on this mock. If you're watching on the video side, this is very important to say is number one, the Bills received a 2024 second round pick. If you from the, the Indianapolis ad, Colts. If you close the ad, you will, I think you'll see the Boyd move yeah um, see I don't scroll know, down, can you scroll down on it or yeah it won't let me but anyway oh, that's so dumb. we know for a fact that we are we also traded for tyler boyd so in addition to um the four players that we drafted we got a second rounder next year and we got wide receiver tyler boyd 
from the Cincinnati Bengals. Realistically, are the Bengals really going to trade uh, you know, Tyler Boyd to the Buffalo Bills? I don't know. You know, maybe they they don't want to sign him. They don't want to sign him. So anyway, you look at this, Aaron, and you're like, all right, well, you only got. If you're going to criticize our, our mock right now. You only got three guys who are going to play in 2023 rookies. Um, and battle might not special teams only. Yeah, yeah, very likely. Well, we just, well, we just, but you got, you got, you got, you got a, a good, good roster. You got, you, you got, a, you added, to, you added to your receiver room big time. Now you got Tyler Boyd. So now you got Diggs, you got Gabe Davis, you got Boyd, and then you got Hardy, and you got Sherfield as well. And again. Now you got a second round pick next year from the Colts who might not be that good of a team. Now you got a first, you got two seconds, and you got two thirds next year. So you're looking really good for that 2024 draft. I don't know, you look at it. What, what are your thoughts? The one problem we didn't take into account is the contract for Boyd. That would probably have to be reworked in order to take it on. He's got a $10 million cap hit. Um. And yeah, I don't know what guy's situation. We probably should have, he probably should have taken a little bit of a look at that. But anyway, but we'll, I think we'll that you would work. do, I think Bean would do some magician work where you, one, he still has a couple coupons he can pull with Deion Dawkins and Trey Davis way and restructure them still as well. Um, they haven't even pulled those coupons yet. And then he can also rework that deal and do similar to the Jordan Porter type deal or one of these deals where it's a two to three year deal, but still just a one year deal. Uh, type of thing where you can lower that hit now and give them some money up front uh, just to make this work. The type of thing they were talking about doing the trade for DeAndre Hopkins, right? Where DeAndre Hopkins contract as it exists today, the Bills can't take on. They'd still be interested in doing a trade for him if they could get that deal reworked, right? So I think that's where you would do with Boyd. But I do, I do think there there's the same type of idea that Ed Oliver is a tradable asset. I do think Tyler Boyd falls into that bucket of when you look at guys where their contracts are coming up and the state of the team and the state of the upcoming contracts for that team, you can at least guess who who is worth a phone call to a team. And I think Tyler Boyd falls into that bucket. That's fair. I'm looking at, so I'm looking at the picks that we actually took. Um, and now I'm going back to what we've used the first couple of weeks, which is PFF. And uh, they got Darnell Wright listed as their 20th prospect. We got him 35th, 6'5". 333. And again, this has definitely been a draft riser. I keep I keep saying it. I've, I've seen him going in the first round of a lot of mocks as high as nine to the Chicago Bears and Mel's today. Um, why don't you quickly here the last few minutes? The, the defensive interior guy that we took in the second round. Really don't know much about him, but I'm looking it up. Keanu uh, Benin from uh Wisconsin, six yeah. foot four, three hundred and nine pounds. So he's a big ass boy. Um, as a big body, this is your Daquan future Daquan Jones, um, run stuffer, big power, um, not a huge pass rush guy, but he's got some, like he can still push that pocket, just a big human being that's going to get right in the way. And, uh, I think this is immediately helps you to rotate Daquan. I think Daquan, Daquan Jones, as good as he was last year, there's going to be some concerns coming up with age as he ages into this contract. And that's, that could happen real fast for the Bills. So we want to make sure that there's somebody to take some of that load off for the long season. Again, we can't rely necessarily on Jordan Phillips. We want to take some of the load off there on him. So I think there's immediate need for this position, especially, again, we've kind of missed on linebacker here. And so we're going to roll with probably an undersized first-year starting linebacker, or we're going to get a uh, less athletic 
free agent that's available uh, still that is going to be a liability. So I want to get bigger in front. I think you're going to get that here and give yourself a little bit of insurance so you don't run into the same problem you had with Daquan Jones being out in that playoff game. Yeah, and again, Tim Settle to me is is easy replaceable. If my beef was you take a defensive tackle, no, he's not going to really do anything in year one that isn't necessarily or maybe maybe it is uh including an ed oliver move post draft and now you have daquan jones and keanu benton as your bigger bigger bodied tackle your one tech and maybe i i still actually think even though their sizes and frames are larger than your traditional three tech i still think jordan phillips and tim settle are three techs right but you're what you're doing is you're going a little bit bigger which the bills haven't done they've really gone a little bit undersized there and so if you get a little bit bigger i, I feel a lot better especially for milano uh but better with a maybe lesser middle linebacker behind them sure and uh jordan battle looking him up on pff he is the 72nd ranked prospect we drafted him in the third round 91st six foot one 209 uh, the book on him, per them, their bottom line, he's, they say he's a high-floor safety. He could be a plug-and-play starter from day one and what his role is as a box to high safety. They say Battle doesn't have quite the range for a pure single high safety or the man skills to play the slot. He needs to be put in a role where his instincts can give him a head start. Um, I like the player. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what the need is, but sometimes when you get in that third round, it's about value because let's look to the future with Hyde and Pointer. They're not here long-term. It's going to get weird quickly uh, at that position and something that, you know, Eric and a lot of people have really talked about with the signing of Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp is maybe potentially about the future, but it's still about this year and maybe given some three safety type looks. So maybe they could funnel in even if DeMar Hamlin's good to go for the future. Right. And Taylor Mm -hmm. Rapp's going to be part of this team for the future. Maybe they want three safeties that can come in and give you different looks and give you all that stuff. And again, I love Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. They're going to age out. They're going to lose one of these guys. They're going to lose both of them in the next two years, right? Like mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. We're going to have to say goodbye. And you have to have a plan in place. And this defense is so complicated and so complex. I don't think it's a position that you can necessarily just quickly swap out in a year like I do with the wide receiver position. Now, that's been my take on wide receiver all along is I can change over a wide receiver room in a year. I don't know that you could do that with the safety room. So getting guys in that, especially while you still have Poyer and Hyde, who are geniuses in this deal, like what better safety room for young guys to be in to develop than this Buffalo Bills one. So I think from that side, it, it doesn't look good in just this screenshot and put it out there. It might not make sense to people, but I think this draft, we did a really good job addressing that wide receiver room, addressing an immediate need at tackle and still building for the future, getting those picks, getting a, a red shirt player, getting a safety that's going to come into the future. Like it's a little bit of both, which I really love. I think so far our best effort. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out two two other things, and we'll get out of here. So when it comes to Voorhees, yeah, let's say McGovern works out fine, okay, and he's your sure. guard for the next few years. Where you're like, well, you got him, you got Bates, okay. Yeah. Well, Mitch Morris is not going to be. He's kind of like Hyde Employer. Who knows how long he's going to be here for? Ryan Bates is capable of playing center, so maybe as early as next year, you have a, a lineup where Bates plays center with McGovern and Voorhees mm-hmm. potentially at least as your guard. And I want to emphasize again, people might not love this draft because they didn't get a young wide receiver or whatever. It's Mm -hmm. funny last week, by the way, Aaron, last week, our draft, I remember tweeting this. Neither of us really liked our draft. I'm going to we took Zay flowers. First round, uh, Cody mock second round, Luke Schumacher, uh, the third, we took Voorhees in the, in, in the fourth. 
We did that today too as well. Or actually, we got him in the fifth this time. Rochon yeah. Johnson and Brandon Hill. Um. That's anyway, we didn't like our draft, but people okay. online loved it. I was actually shocked. I like this draft a lot more though. And let's not just throw it away like it's nothing. The Indianapolis Colts are they're going to have a rookie quarterback? They're starting over. They're probably going to be a bottom 10 to 12 teams. You're picking anywhere from 33 to 44, 45. That's not like, that's a significant draft capital to have for next year. You're going to have two seconds, two thirds. So let's, let's not, uh, you know, lose sleep on that as well. So yeah. And with the Voorhees stuff and Bates, uh, honest that Bates is a guy that maybe is flying under the radar in terms of being pushed for his job too. Right. Like could be sure. I think we've saw we've seen nice flashes from him that late playoff push in 2021. Um, he he played well, but I don't know that last year I saw that same player. And so we can write off some of it of having to play next to Spencer Brown and some of the struggles along the offensive line. I don't know. I think we'll find out this year who he is. And you have a potential out in his deal. If he doesn't continue to either play to that level that we saw him play in that late playoff push or even get better from there. Voorhees could really come in and push him and you have an out in 2024 uh, with only a $1.7 million cap hit and a bunch of draft picks coming up in that following year. Like th- these are players that are not sacred cows where I would love to push sure. all the interior offensive linemen uh, going forward. And then to your point, I do think, you know, John Michael Schmitz is a guy that I still have targeted in those first three rounds because I do think you could challenge at guard immediately and then he would be your centerpiece uh, when Mitch Morse does move on in the next three years or whatever it is. You would have that plan for the future. So lots of cool, interesting pieces in these drafts now that the Bills have such a good roster where you are kind of like a little bit earlier than expected planning for the future uh, and not necessarily in need of immediate help this year. All right, well, that's going to do it for this show. This, Wait, this was I got to get my I got go a music ahead. hot take because we were going to do the draft. Hit me, me hit me. think about it. So I'm giving hit it me. to you. Hit me. Mine's more hip hop related. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Eminem, top five most overrated rapper. Ooh. I think he stinks. I think he kind of stinks. I don't like the stuff he talks about. Technically, he is good. He's got good rhymes. He can rhyme a lot. He's got a big vocabulary. His songs are kind of whack. They're angry. They're mad. He's just not it for me, man. I don't even <laughs> I think he's, like the best. He, he's not even the best white rapper alive. Well, ooh. No, that dude, that's sizzly hot, man. I Is like it, it that man. That, that that's what this segment's supposed to be about, man. We're gonna speak come at me, all you M&M speak fans. your truth, not, not necessarily the truth, but at least you're speaking your truth. Respect that, that, man. Make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron Quinn seven one six. Check out Cover One. Time of year, man. Getting nitty gritty now. Draft time. We're getting close. I'm sure you guys are pumping out some great content. I'm. I know Eric is busting his nuts, you know, putting out film and stuff like that. A lot of these prospects, I like our draft, man. I really do. We'll see how people feel about it, but, uh, appreciate you, man. As always. Thank you, man. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. I'll be back with a brand new episode. Howard Simon from WGR will be joining me live from Imperial pizza Thursday night. Talk to you guys soon.